is up y'all happy weekend you can still hear a little bit of the rain and the wind coming down gotta love it really sets the sets the tone for this one this one is gonna be christmas songs this week i'm super excited for this because who who doesn't love a good fight you know especially around the holidays so just like with halloween costumes Personally, I feel like Christmas songs are maybe one of the easiest ways to infiltrate an entire society completely just because they're played everywhere nonstop from Thanksgiving. I mean, damn, sometimes from Halloween up until December 26th. And again, for the most part, I'm trying to be optimistic here, but I feel like for the most part, we are getting better. We're moving away from some of these problematic songs and messages However, there are absolutely, definitely still a few stragglers out there that I just want to talk about. Because again, why not? Who doesn't love a good fight? And also, this is my podcast, so I can talk about whatever I want to talk about. But I've compiled a list of some Christmas songs that I think should just be burned. They need to go away permanently, and they need to just die somewhere and never be recovered. But before I want to jump into them... There are also some songs out there that just have some stray phrases or terminology that's a little bit cringy. So I, I mean, personally, I'd be amiss if I did not mention them too. But honestly, I don't think they're bad enough in entirety to warrant an entire cancellation or just a full burning of the song. I think it's just literally in, in this first one, for example, um, you can literally just swap out three words just to sort of, you know, update them. If modern artists are covering these songs, they can just swap out those terms to keep it up to date and then done. Too easy. Literally that simple, right? Okay, so let's start it off, like I said, with a nice, easy, mellow one. So we have Winter Wonderland. You guys should know the song, when it snows and it's chilling, though you know, gets chilling, you know. And in one line, they say, we'll frolic and play the Eskimo way, walking in a winter wonderland. So, quick refresher, Eskimo is one of those terms that wasn't necessarily offensive, but then we made it offensive because we took a broad category of native members from the Arctic regions of Alaska, Greenland, Canada, and then we just called them all Eskimos. And then we used it as a generalized term by like non-native colonizers, and we just kind of made it offensive. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't we made it kind of derogatory, honestly. And if you aren't sure, the correct term is Inuit. And it's kind of like how we still called Native Americans Indians decades and decades and decades after we knew that the land was not, in fact, India. And now, I'm not a lyricist, right? But that is one word to replace in that song. And that's a catchy song. It's a good song. I like it. But literally, we'll frolic and play the good old way, walking in a winter wonderland. We'll frolic and play the childlike way, walking in a winter wonderland. We'll frolic and play the whole day away, walking in a winter wonderland. There's literally any other option. That took me a total of four seconds to come up with. It's, you know what I mean? Like, it's that easy. It's literally that easy to fix. 
Like, there's kind of no excuse, you know what I mean? There's kind of no reason for us to perpetuate these types of terms. Anyway, that's Winter Wonderland. Another one I think we could tweak a little bit is it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. This one again, it's timeless, right? It's a holiday staple. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Right? Everyone loves it. It's a classic. But in verse three, there's some pretty gnarly gender stereotypes. So the quote is, a pair of hopalong boots and a pistol that shoots is the wish of Barney and Ben. Dolls that will talk and will go for a walk is the hope of Janice and Jen. Yes, this was written in 1951. Yes, there were gender stereotypes then. Yes, this was normal. Yes, times were different then. But... I mean, who knows? Maybe they were just trying to rhyme lyrics. I mean, they weren't. But that was then. That was a different time. This is now. We're in a different time now where kids can play with whatever toys they want to. And we don't assign gender roles most of the time to specific colors or toys or whatever, whatever. Probably time for a rewrite. You know? Again, as... Can we still play... what? Who is it? Per, Perry Como? I don't even... Whatever. Can we still play his version on the radio? <sighs> Fine. But as John Legend and Kelly Clarkson and um, Michael Buble, as they are covering these songs, they can't just swap out some of these lyrics real quick. They can't just make it their own and add a little originality. You know, there was, <laughs> there was this article, not to entirely plagiarize, but there was this article that I read and it was, I thought it was like the funniest thing in the world. So I'm adding it in here, but she's talking about this song and she says, maybe Barney happens to love playing with dolls and maybe Janice actually really wants a pistol. Not that I think she should get one. We have a large enough gun control issue as it is without giving them to children. I just had to bring a little, you know holiday spirit into this episode (laughs) keep it keep it light and hearty you know but but yeah so those ones easy fixes I to me personally I feel like those are easy fixes right tweak a couple words tweak a couple phrases and that's it now we get into my list of I'm only doing three songs but we get into the list of songs that need to just go away forever first we have Santa Baby Now, this one, it's just, there's so much sexualizing going on and consumerism, and it's just painting all the wrong images, I feel like. So, let's look at some of these lyrics. Think of all the fun I've missed. Think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed. Next year, I could be just as good if you'll check off my Christmas list. Eartha Kitt, kind of, I feel like Eartha Kitt's the OG for this song, but it... This pertains to every artist that's covered it. But she is just portraying women as scheming gold diggers. There's objectification of women and reinforcement of old-fashioned stereotypes. Obviously, this allegedly, you know, is never supposed to be acceptable. But it's here we have it happening here. And I think it... I don't know. Maybe this is just me. Maybe this is me being over the top. But I kind of feel like it's worse when it's coming from another woman. Like, I don't know. I just, that part kind of like gets to me too. So she goes through this entire song 
asking for all these very expensive materialistic things. We love the consumerism. But she's relying on another man, Santa, to get all of this stuff for her. But she, I don't know, maybe it's just because she's so, like, sensual when she's asking for this stuff. She's very, like, breathy. And she's got that, like, pouty, whiny voice. But it's like, are you putting yourself up for prostitution? Like, is this what's happening here in exchange of sexual favors for goods? Like, you know, rings and tiffany decorations and all the and new vehicle like what what exactly is happening here in this exchange you know just because you're calling him baby like this is manipulation at its finest and also what i can't stand just buy yourself this shit if you can't afford it better luck next year pick up some extra shifts i don't know like but I don't like that she's trying to, you know, manipulate a male into buying her all these presents. You know? I don't know. My, just my perspective on that song. But the next one. Different vibes. I guess kind of along the same lines, but different still. Baby, it's cold outside. So let me just pause here for a second. Y'all can get emotionally prepared to have this discussion. I can get emotionally prepared to have this discussion because I've had this argument every single year. (sighs) Okay. Yes, the song was written in 1942, but it's still a popular cover song today. All I'm saying... This is not all I'm saying, but I think our generation's artists know better. They should know better. I think they do know better. John Legend did his alternate version, which I think was good. It kind of highlighted like, hey, yeah, uh, maybe I do just call you an Uber. Good luck. Catch you next time. I'll call you tomorrow. I think that's great. I don't know if it's enough because this song is like... I never hear that song playing ever, and I hear the other versions played all the time. You know what I mean? But I've said it before. I'll say it a million more times. Once you know, you are responsible for what you do with that information. If you don't know, I won't hold you responsible for it. I won't judge you for not seeing something from a certain perspective if you've never known about it before. However... Once you know, you know. And what you do from then on is solely on you, and I will judge you for your continued actions after that. And you know what was really awesome was in 2018, there was a huge public push um, to ban the song from their, like, multiple, multiple radio stations across the country. Um... And that was in conjunction, back in 2018, that was in conjunction with the hashtag MeToo movement. And so several, like I said, several radio stations banned it, which is awesome. But now I feel like it started to trickle back in. But I mean, obviously not nearly as much, but it's still definitely on the radios. And the tough thing that I've noticed most is that like, 
with the streaming platforms, I'm talking like YouTube, Pandora, Spotify, those types of things, they still play it constantly across a variety of holiday music stations. And it's, I mean, yes, you can down, was it to like dislike the songs, you know, on those platforms, but it won't necessarily never play that song again. It might just show you less of that type of music or that artist or that style of holiday music, etc. So it's, it's very tough to actually scream, you know what I mean? But let's, let's look at some of these lyrics. I'm only one person, so obviously I'm just going to read them, but just keep in mind this is a two-part, you know, a two-part thing. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. My mother will start to worry. Beautiful, what's your hurry? My father will be pacing the floor. Listen to that fireplace roar. So really, I'd better scurry. Beautiful, please don't hurry. The neighbors might think, baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this drink? No cabs to be had out there. I wish I knew how. Your eyes are like starlight now. To break this spell, I'll take your hat, your hair looks swell. I ought to say no, 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 sir. Mind if I move in closer? At least I'm going to say that I tried. What's the sense in hurting my pride? I really can't stay. Baby, don't hold out. Baby, it's cold outside. Uh, you're very pushy, you know. I'd like to think of it as opportunistic. I simply must go. Baby, it's cold outside. The answer is no, but baby, it's cold outside. My sister will be suspicious. Gosh, your lips look delicious. My brother will be there at the door. Waves upon a tropical shore. My maiden aunt's mind is vicious. Gosh, your lips are delicious. I've got to get home. Baby, you'll freeze out there. You've really been grand. I thrill when I touch your hand. But don't you see? How can you do this thing to me? There's bound to be talk tomorrow. Think of my lifelong sorrow. At least there will be plenty implied if you got pneumonia and died. I really can't stay. Get over that holdout. Baby, it's cold. Baby, it's cold outside. Okay, fine. Just another drink. That took a lot of convincing. <sighs> so people paint this. They try to paint this, I should say as just consensual, flirtatious behavior, that it's just coy. But if you really look at it and the message is portraying to our children, because this is playing in Target everywhere, it's not a good message. I mean, like I said, I have this argument with coworkers almost every year. And they're always saying like, oh, it's just a song. You're just too sensitive. You guys get offended over everything. You're just a snowflake. Like... It was written in a different time and it's just innocent. It's just a song, yada, yada, yada. And I honestly, I always say, okay, what if this happened to your daughter or your sister? What if your daughter was somewhere and asking what was put into her drink and saying that she wanted to go home, but her date was saying, no, think of my pride and my lifelong sorrow if I don't get to sleep with you tonight. And of course, you know, the room always gets quiet after that and they don't really have a response to that. But 
this, I mean, this song is about date rape. You can't convince me otherwise. And there are a lot of critics that say like, oh, well, you know, if the roles are reversed, which they eventually actually are in the original Neptune's Daughter film that it's originally from, the roles are reversed in the second half. And all the critics are saying that somehow like, oh, it's not date rape because the girl is is the aggressor. The girl's the one, you know, trying to convince the guy to stay. Because, you know, women can't manipulate and rape men because that never happens. Okay, sure, keep believing that. I read one article that said the song was a feminist's anthem because it finally showed a sexually active woman going after what she wants but still being slut-shamed. And the author quoted the lines about, you know, if the woman gives in, then her reputation is at stake and how she's repeatedly agonizing what the neighbors might think and she's worried her sister's suspicious and the parents and the brother and, you know, there's bound to be talk tomorrow. Is that slut-shaming? Yes. Does that happen? Yes. Should the aggressor take no for an answer? Also, yes. It literally just boils down to that. Regardless of which gender is pursuing which, in which role and in which version of the song, the prey said the answer is no. The predator is saying, but baby, it's cold outside. I don't understand how we're still trying to excuse that. I don't, I don't get that part. That's, I think that's just beyond me. Because no is no. I think it's as simple as that. (sighs) Okay. Enough of that song. Let's move on to the next one before I get too heated. This one you guys might be familiar with. The OGs are familiar with it, I know. Um, Do They Know It's Christmas Time at All by Band-Aid. If you're not familiar with it, it's moderately catchy. Go give it a listen. The lyrics and the message, though, very, very bad. So I'll give you the backstory just because, like I said, it's not... I don't know. I don't think it's super... I mean, it was pretty popular, but, like, I feel like it's not played very often today. So not everyone may know about it. But a little bit of backstory. It was written in 1984 to raise money specifically for the 1983 to 1985 famine that was going on in Ethiopia. It was one of those huge groups of several famous artists that got together in one day, which is pretty, pretty cool. Um, And they recorded this song, Phil Collins, Duran Duran, like pretty much any 80s key icon that you could think of was in this song. It entered the UK singles chart at number one and stayed there for five weeks, becoming Christmas number one. It sold a million copies in the first week, becoming the fastest selling single in UK chart history. It held this title until 1997, when it was overtaken by Elton John's Candle in the Wind. The song also reached number one in 13 other countries. Interestingly enough, though, it fell short of the top 10 in the U.S. on the Billboard Hot 100 due to a lack of airplay, but it still sold an estimated 2.5 million copies here by January of 85. By 89, it had sold 11.7 million copies worldwide. The writer of the song, Geldorf, 
I didn't make that name up. That's actually what it is, Geldorf. Uh, he had hoped that it would raise 70,000 pounds for Ethiopia. Within a year, it raised 8 million pounds. So it was definitely very, very financially successful. And the success led to several other charity singles, such as We Are the World by USA for Africa, the spin-off charity events like Comic Relief and the 85 Live Aid concert, all that stuff. And the song was what kind of started the whole thing off and what inspired it. There was a series of reports made by this BBC journalist in 84, which drew attention to the famine in Ethiopia. And the BBC news crew were the first to document the famine with this journalist, Burke. Um, His report on 23 October described it as a, quote, biblical famine in the 20th century and, quote, the closest thing to hell on earth, unquote. The report featured a nurse, Claire Birchinger. Again, I did not make this name up. And it's so heartbreaking, but I guess she had to choose which children would receive the limited amount of food at the feeding station and then who were just too sick to be saved. So she was kind of like playing God with the the triaging of the of the little kids, which is, I mean, that's heartbreaking. That's gotta be very, very difficult to deal with. So this all sounds good, right? Okay, we saw this issue. These children are dying. People are struggling. Let's get a ton of really, 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 really rich people together to write and sing a song that's gonna get insanely famous, reach a bunch of people, make a shit ton of money, We send the money over there, save the kids, right? This is all a good thing, right? It's a good cause. Kind of. So the issue more so was not the motive and it wasn't even the method with what they did. It was, bless their hearts, the lyrics. The lyrics are really, really, really bad. And honestly, it's just, it's very patronizing and it has a massive like, white savior complex theme going on. So let's just, let's just look at these lyrics, okay? It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. At Christmas time, we let in light and we banish shade. And in our world of plenty, we can spread a smile of joy. Throw your arms around the world at Christmas time. But say a prayer, pray for the other ones. At Christmas time, it's hard, but when you're having fun, there's a world outside your window, and it's a world of dread and fear, where the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears, and the Christmas bells that ring, there are the clanging chimes of doom. Well, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. And there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas time. The greatest gift they'll get this year is life, where nothing ever grows, nor rain, nor rivers flow. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? Here's to you. Raise a glass for everyone. Spare a thought this yuletide for the deprived. If the table was turned, would you survive? Here's to them. 
underneath that burning sun. You ain't gotta feel guilt, just selfless. Give a little help to the helpless. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? Feed the world, feed the world, times 12. Let them know it's Christmas time again, times 4. Feed the world, times 12. Those are the lyrics. So, I know it's a lot to unpack, but let's just let's just start with the title, okay? Do they know it's Christmas? I did some research. Between 1984 and 1994, the census showed 61% of the Ethiopian population was Christian. So, I'd say that's a pretty safe bet that yes, they did in fact know it was Christmas time. I think it's a little bit presumptuous of them to think that A, Ethiopians suddenly just forgot how to follow their own religion, and B, with all of these people dying, I think it's also a little bit presumptuous to say like, oh, but just ignore that because it's Christmas time. You're supposed to be happy at Christmas time. Why are you sad about your children dying? Boo-hoo. It's Christmas time. Just, just my thought on it. Next, the lyrics generalize all Africans together, even though this was like specifically for Ethiopia. But those lyrics, you know, it doesn't snow in Africa and yada, yada, yada. They're making it sound like the entire continent is starving, poor, black dirt farmers that need to be saved, that are helpless. And again, we already talked about generalizing a little bit in the beginning of this episode. Africa, if you need the refresher, Africa is not a country, it's a continent. Africa contains so, so, so much culture and diverse ethnicities. Like, there are so many countries within Africa. There are so many languages and religions and ethnicities and cultural groups and identities within even just a quarter of the continent. And let's look at some numbers, too, for population. So I looked at the census reports. Population in 1984 of Ethiopia, which is where they were supposed to be focusing their efforts, was 39.37 million people. It's a good amount, right? But compare that to the entire continent of Africa in the year 1984. That's 540,182,783 people. Quick maths on that, that is Ethiopia making up 7% of the entire continent. So relatively very, very, very small targeted audience that they're supposed to be focused on, but they just generalize for the entire continent. So that's fine. There's also the factual issues with the lyrics. Like there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas. It does snow in Africa and it also snows in Ethiopia. Even at that time, during the famine, there were still snow-covered peaks throughout the continent, all over and through Ethiopia. Also, they have the line, nothing ever grows, no rain or rivers flow. Let's all just take a quick refresher geography moment. Um, let's remember the Nile, generally accepted as the world's longest river. It flows all the way through Africa and including Ethiopia. The Nile was still there in 1984 for this song. There were still several rivers. Like, the the drought 
was part of the famine issue and then there were other issues as well. But I don't know. Like I said, bless their hearts. They meant well. It sounds like they made a lot of money. Hopefully a lot of that money made it out to charities that could help the country of Ethiopia. But I think we also just need to be careful when we take a room full of very, very, very rich white people that are so far removed from reality and what true struggles and what true poverty is. I think we just need to be careful with them singing a Christmas song saying, oh, let's just, we're all having fun. Let's just, thank God it's them and not us. Like that, that line gets me. I'm like, how self-serving are you that you think that's okay? We need to be careful with bringing all these rich people in and then being like, yep, sing a song and make a ton of money. That solves world hunger. Does it? You're so far removed from reality. How do you even know? Do you know? Do you know, lead singer of Duran Duran, do you know where Ethiopia is? Do you know what continent Ethiopia is on? Do you know what side of the continent Ethiopia is on? Like, I just, I feel like, I don't know. And it's tough because you can't really... Like, I don't know. I couldn't find any information from an Ethiopian source saying, hey, this is how this was received in our country. Obviously, that doesn't really exist. Um, But I just feel like it's very, very, very much a, oh, look at all the things we're doing to solve world hunger. We'll take more royalties now for our song that we wrote. Like... It just seems very far removed from reality and it feels very, very, very much of a let me save you, you're welcome for my service. Very much like a white savior complex. And I don't think that's the true meaning of Christmas. Do they even know it's Christmas time? Okay. That's the real question here. But... Not gonna lie, it is a catchy song though. Like it's honestly, it's 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 a bopper. You know, Wham is in there, Boy George. It's it's a hit. You know, which that does make it kind of tricky because every time I do listen to it, I'm like, mm, I shouldn't be listening to this out of principle, but it's so darn catchy. You know, I don't know. So they did. I will say. Um, in because they remade this song reproduced whatever the correct verbiage is um twice later so the original 1984 and then there was another one in 1989 and then to also 2004 which those were still for famine relief and then there was a 2014 version for the ebola crisis in west africa um, and in the previous versions, they never changed the lyrics. They just re-recorded, reproduced, re-released, and that was it. But the 2014 version for Ebola, they actually did change the lyrics to address the ongoing outbreak. So some of the changes, um, instead of where the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears, they replaced it with where a kiss of love can kill you and there's death in every tear. Um, instead of, well, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you, they replace it with, well, tonight we're reaching out and touching you. 
And while there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas time, was replaced with bring peace and joy this Christmas to West Africa. Or, um, oh, I like this line. Where nothing ever grows, no rain or rivers flow, they replaced with why is comfort to be feared? Why is to touch to be scared? Now with this one, with the song as a whole, like the other ones I said, hey, let's change the lyrics and fix it and then it'll be fine. This one, I mean, they, I guess they could change all of the lyrics, but then at that point, it's kind of a different song. Like, I don't know if it's worth it. Maybe this song, we just let it live out its life. Like I said, it seems like it kind of already is being played out. Um, like, you don't hear this on the radio. I actually have yet to hear it come onto my Pandora autoplay for any of the holiday music stations I listen to. I only hear it, like I said, because I knew about it and because I know it's catchy or, um, you know, like if some of my friends listen to it and so they'll like specifically search for it, but it really doesn't. Otherwise, it doesn't come up too frequently anymore. I feel like personally, at least not in my circle, maybe in other circles, but, but there you have it. Those are the Christmas songs that I think are the most problematic and some solutions that I think we can do to get rid of them or at least make them better. Hopefully y'all are out there enjoying the rain, enjoying the, the cold weather, enjoying some holiday things before Christmas, and don't forget to make good choices, be a decent human being, make sure you're taking care of each other, checking in on one another during this holiday season. And yeah, let me know if y'all need anything from me. If you have any suggestions for these upcoming episodes, if you want to jump in on some of these episodes, you know I'm always willing to collaborate with y'all in some level or some capacity, whatever you feel most comfortable with. And yeah, I will catch y'all next week. Okay, bye!